guys. Welcome to another episode. Oh, welcome to another episode of Realtor Hacks, Tips, and Tricks. I'm one of your hosts, Hallie McCrory here. I'm uh, part-time in San Angelo, West Texas, and part-time in Dallas in North Texas. Uh, Two-time icon agent, mentor for Tarek El Musa's real estate team, the agency, um, host for Emmy-nominated TV show, The American Dream, and I've got my co-host on here, also a host Ooh. for American Dream in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We've got Casey Styers, and she is known as the downtown guru, all things downtown for Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, but she also works the coast. She's all over North Carolina. I'm all over. got another North Carolina friend here. I got to meet him we in have Raleigh. One of uh, previous people yeah. that I used to work with, Adam yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah we worked together several before. years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so that's how you guys met. Mm-hmm. Was a remix. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I, mean, Adam, I didn't really like him when I first met him. The, now feelings, I adore are, the him. feelings are mutual. Okay. Yeah, he didn't like me either. He thought I was stuck up, and I thought he was just full of himself and thought he was the best agent in the office. <laughs> He's Which, like, I, I still think that. Well, <laughs> well he is the team lead of his team and broker in charge, so he's doing something right. I yes. don't have quite the credentials you do. I've never hosted a TV show, but uh, now I can have a podcast. Uh, yes, yes. No, we're so happy to have you on. Thank you so much. So you you are in, uh, like we said, the Raleigh Durham area, broker in charge. Um, tell us a little bit, or give us a little bit of background about yourself, how you got into real estate, um, how you got to where you are. We'd love to hear more about that. A uh, bit of an unconventional story, I guess I would Even say. Even better. But, um, <laughs> I was in high school and um, I was a great student, but school just wasn't really my uh, my thing and was an entrepreneur per se. Mm-hmm. And um, one day my dad called me and he said, you know, you don't have to go to college. You can go into real estate. And I didn't really care what came after. You don't have to go to college. It was just. You <laughs> <Yeah. don't. laughs> and back then it, that was very taboo. It was, you know, it was weird. So anyway, I got my real estate license a few weeks after I graduated high school and um, I got on my phone and I typed in real estate and I followed the GPS to an office and I walked in and I said, I'll clean your floors. I'll clean your bathrooms. I just want to get involved. And I've always had a passion for it. So yes, uh, almost 13 years later, I'm still at the same office. Awesome. Okay. So you've been with one office the whole time you've been in. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, that's like loyalty. I love it. You know, that's really unheard of in this. I know. Yeah. Real estate world. Well, it's, you know, I think it's about who you're around, not so much. Right. Who you work for. Right. right. It's, the culture, your community. it's the culture that builds everything and, yeah. um, you know, passion for what you're doing. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Cool. So now you've been with them 13 years. You started out cleaning floors, cleaning the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. Well, they never actually made me do that. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I figured not. <laughs> I to do that. No, they probably were like, yes, we love, you know, young people coming in. First off, I'm so jealous that you got in so early. I wish I would have went this direction. I mean, I, I no regrets. I've got some of my best friends from college. I learned some stuff, <laughs> some stuff at school. <laughs> Well, you know, I had the advantage. So I, I bought my first house when I was 18 and I bought a, it was actually the house I grew up in. I bought it for my mom and bless her heart. She owner financed it for me. That's awesome. Was, yeah. Uh, a five bedroom house, uh, 10 minutes, five minutes from NC state university. So yeah. a lot of my buddies went there and I Go rented out that. rooms 
<laughs> yeah. So I rented out rooms to my friends. So I got to live the party lifestyle, the, the college lifestyle without actually going. And um, yeah. they actually financed it for me by renting rooms awesome. from me. So um, I, I kind of got the best of both worlds. I can always go back to school if I want to, but. Um, right. I know that's what I said about my MBA too. Cause my, my parents were big about, well, one about me going to school, even though my mom went to college, barely graduated from NC state. She'll say uh, my dad went straight to, uh, he played professional baseball. Um, so they're they and they both entrepreneurs now don't use their degrees or anything. My dad doesn't have one, like I said, and it's just so funny. Cause then after I went to school, you know, my dad was like pushing me to, I, I went corporate cause that's what they, you know, told me was the safe route. And, yeah. and then, uh, you know, then, then I tell them I wanted to get into real estate and they're like, no, like that you don't, you don't have benefits or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like way more than I ever did in corporate, way more freedom. Do you want benefits or do you want a benefit? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just, I just, and then I guess I bought my first house. Uh, that was four years ago. So a lot older than 18. I think I was like, that's, that was 25. So I'm like, I'm just jealous about how early. So did you say your parents were in real estate? So my dad was in real estate when I was a kid. Um, he was actually, a, this is what he told me. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, he said he would, it will, the first person in North Carolina to be licensed is a, a builder, a realtor and a mortgage broker. So he would do all three sides of it. It's illegal now, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> it was in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he moved uh, to Las Vegas around 2000, 2001, but I've always had a passion. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an architect. That was kind of a weird oh, thing cool. for a kid to want to be, but I've always had a passion for Not really. I mean, homes and, building and um you know i credit a lot of it to him i grew up going to job sites and carrying shingles up to the roof and whatnot so yes yeah uh, my mom was uh worked with him briefly she was a massage therapist for 30 years and uh actually kicked me out of the house when i told her i was going into real estate and not going to college and yep. now she works now she works on my team so i was getting right, yeah. right. <laughs> right there right alongside you yes yeah. it's so crazy though because it's just there's such a i think even now in today's i mean i don't have kids but you know i hear i have like little cousins in college and stuff and it's like i feel like there's so much pressure to go on this certain path like go to high school and then you go immediately go to college like mm -hmm. And then, and then you're supposed to work a corporate job and work for the man yeah. for however Not long and work your way up into C-suite, you know, if, if that's in the cards. And it's like now with social media and like post-COVID and stuff, there's so much more opportunity for people to do different paths or even do different, like start different businesses or like promote any of your business online and to different regions and it's like yeah. you don't have to go that path to be successful anymore that doesn't have and not everybody's going to have the personality to go that one route it's so i think it's such bullshit that absolutely pushed into this I'm a you know? huge proponent of trade school right yes like, yeah and now I we're mean, lacking people in trade so like we're now in real estate which you know I, I flip homes as well and finding mm -hmm. reliable help um for over the last 
eight years has yep. become increasingly more difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, people are willing to pay a premium for people who actually do their job. It's not, you know, I know plenty of people that didn't go to college, went to trade school, own an HVAC company and are millionaires. And then you've yep. got people that go to school, have a hundred thousand dollars in debt and hate what they do. Mm -hmm. And are miserable. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. It's crazy. My mom always says she's going back in her second life to be a plumber. And it's funny because if you know my mom, she's like that's shitty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you know my mom, you're like, what are you talking? Like, she's the most, she's even more prissy than me than in my fur and like I, stuff. She's like, I'm like I actually got got caught watching the Mario Super Mario movie last night with uh with my friend's daughter and it was, he was a plumber, obviously. I played Mario as a kid, but the movie actually kind of had like some underlying messages about the importance of having values and loving what you do and following your. Look you at know. you working down Mario Brothers. I, I actually didn't expect to bring that up, but. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, so I guess like taking us through your career. So you started as a new agent. Um, Obviously, you did something to be successful, to be leading a team now and be a broker in charge. Um, did you fall into any certain niches or have a certain type of lead generation that really, you know, made your business take off? Um, I'm, I'm hate to admit it, but I really am terrible with systems, and I've always just been a kind of go with the flow kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to join a team when I started and. 2011, um, we had a bunch of foreclosure and short sale listings. Mm -hmm. So we would get tons of leads. I think we, at one point we had like 70 listings mm -hmm. and so we'd get tons of leads and, you know, it's completely opposite from what it is now. You might have one property with 70 calls back then we would have 70 properties with a few calls and, I would, I had this notebook and I would write everybody's name and number down and I would call them and email them every single day with new listings. And one of those clients actually to this day is uh, one of my best clients. He's bought over a hundred homes from me. Wow. So um, there's that. And, you know, it, I think it's really just being true to yourself. So he tells this story. He actually told it to my mom. He's never told it to me, but my mom told me, um, that the first deal he ever signed, it was a ice and snow day here and everything was closed. And I drove to met him at Starbucks beside his house and had him sign the contract in person. And uh, apparently he told her that he never had a doubt after that. I showed that initiative and that, you know, I mean, he's owned and bought hundreds of houses before that. But um, I really just think it's being genuine, honest and um, mm -hmm. never doing anything for a commission. Yeah, that's one of my values that I've found as well. I guess um, I've had some, you know, mentors in real estate. I've only been in four years, but I've, I feel like I've done a lot of transactions in that time. And I've had to vet out different mentor or, you know, people who I thought were mentors. And there's a lot of greediness that goes on in real estate. Um, I love the industry. I love what I do, but there's a lot of people motivated for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And, and it's it, become increasingly political. Yeah. Yes. Those people are the ones I feel like they don't last very long in this world. They do one and two or one and done kind of things. Or even if they do, or 
or maybe the, it started out different and then they they get in a, a point where it's like it, it's focused on greed and even if it's not like like I've had brokers or you know mentors it's like you get caught in that in that mindset and it's yeah. uh it, yeah like Casey said it's not sustainable long term and I so my my outlook on it is you know like not that I don't like money obviously I, I like to make a living and I've got expensive hobbies that I <laughs> want to keep up with and um, that's okay I work hard for you know my hobbies or whatever I want to do but um, I've always found that if I focus on my clients um, I focus on doing the right thing and working hard the money comes but you got to focus on the right things first. Absolutely. It, yeah. it, you know, that's there's something to be said for just following your gut, being yeah. happy. People like people want to work with people that are happy. Mm -hmm. um, I've had people on my team that are in, extremely intelligent, but they're just lacking something that is the catalyst to bring people in. And I've had people that are idiots that are extremely successful. So. Yeah you know, there's the intangible about yourself and whether you're good with people or not. Um, I just think the, the one constant is having integrity, being honest. Um, and I do think the market's been so hot that we have a lot of people in the industry that may not show those attributes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm with you for sure. So how big is the, the team that you manage? Um, right now it's me, my mom, Mm -hmm. And we've got Daniel who just started and we've got Sam uh, who has uh, been on the team for a while, mm -hmm. but also has a full-time job. So it's a part-time thing for him. So, yeah. So in the uh, past, we've, we've had a lot of people, but I've realized that uh, value is more important than volume. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's kind of like, one of the questions I wanted to ask, like, what are, what are the lessons you've learned over the years? And I know, I, I feel like I know a lot of people who have managed big teams. We've had a couple of people, here, um, you know, they start with big teams and then uh, end up like realizing that not everybody's as focused as they are or have the right values or, or don't want to work, you know, whatever the yeah. reason. I mean, I did that. Yeah. I yeah. At one point I had what, 12 agents with me and yeah. I just started chopping because they just didn't, Adam, you and I talked about that. Like they yeah. just didn't, they wanted everything on a silver platter and didn't actually want to put in the work. And right. And same Somebody, with uh, Bill DeMuth. Yeah. I, the same I know him. Yeah. 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 So better to be like, it sounds like it's better to be concentrated and have the right people in place. Mm -hmm. Somebody wise once told me, know your sandbox, right? And prioritize your sandbox and what comes from that instead of trying to dig outside of it. Where does 80% of your income come from, you usually focus 80% on the 20% that it doesn't come from. So you should focus 80% on the 80% okay. instead of vice versa. So I like that. Yeah, that was a now good we one. play well in the sandbox together. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Adam, I guess we do too. Build, build an apartment building on top of it. Yes, yes. So how long or at what point did you... Uh, move into kind of a team lead managerial role. Uh, I mean, not like you're still in production, but you know. Uh, so I left the team that I started on in 2014, and my mom 
uh, actually got into real estate, I think around the same time. And I told her that she couldn't work with me because she was so rude at first. And <laughs> I, also yeah, didn't, I also didn't want to train her. I don't so know if I could work with my mom. Went, I love her. She, but She went to a competitor for a year and then, you know, I finally felt comfortable and brought her on board and we started the team and, um, his mom was, is adorable. I she love is her. The best. I love her to death. I love her to death. What's her name? Deb. Yeah, Deb. Is she? She's not here right now, but okay. I don't. Have I was about picture. to say she's Deb Lindsay, but that wouldn't make sense. De Deb McCutcheon. Yeah. McCutcheon. Okay. Cool. She Friends specializes with seniors. Okay. Um, she's an aging specialist. Yep. Hit her up. Okay, her so uh, email is Deb at on. Boomers uh, Boomers and Beyond at gmail.com. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, um, maybe we need to have her on then to talk about that. Yeah, she would, she would eat this up. Yeah, I, love I would her. love to do that with her. She's so much fun. <laughs> so, um, I guess moving down your path. Um, so now you, you, it sounds like you flip homes. Do you do any development or building? I have done some development in the past, and I, I don't currently flip homes. It's been probably a year. It's just been become so competitive. Yeah. And it's also difficult. I work with mainly investors. So there's a fiduciary responsibility yeah. and ethical boundary. You know, the only thing I've ever done in the past, I've probably done 30 or 40, but it's always been something that's been passed up by a client. You know, yeah. I always give Same. people first mm -hmm. dip, So Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, okay. I was, I've, I've been accused one time and I thought it would be way more than once uh, when I got into this of being unethical. And it was by somebody's mother who called me, I was sitting in my hot tub, like, six or seven years ago called me at night and said that I was bamboozling uh, her son. And she said, you know, you represent the seller. You're telling him. And I said, no, ma'am, I, I represent the buyer. That's, you know, yep. I'm not. And I said, I, I'm not going to lose my career for the next 40 years over a 10, 20, $30,000 commission. It's just. Yep. You know. mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely. Well, I hope it went well after that. Well, I did, yeah. They bought multiple properties from me. <laughs> yes, good. Yeah, well, sometimes it's all just about communicating that. And I, I mean, look at all these lawsuits right now. It's like, I feel like it's all happening. I mean, yeah, people want to sue, they'll sue for anything, but yeah. mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> have good communication and, and, you know, show like what your representation is. Like we have all these documents in place, like just take the extra time to explain those yeah. and you could really keep yourself out of trouble. So not that that's what you did, but I just, you know, with the example with it, all the lawsuits going on with NAR, it's just hard yeah. to ignore that. So, so uh, did you purposefully kind of niche into investors or um, is it just something that's, that was relatable since you liked flipping homes or? Um, well, I, it didn't necessarily happen purposefully, but I did kind of fall into it and loved it. Yeah. Um, I've always looked at things from an analytical perspective. Mm -hmm. So, you know, taking the emotions out of it and it's just numbers is very easy to deal with. Yes. Um, yeah. Not that I don't love working with all clients, but yes, um, no, the analytical perspective is very easy, easy to say, hey, here's this is what it is. You should buy it. And, you know, it's not the back and forth. Right. So. Yeah. Or like emotions behind it. Yeah. That's what. Um, Which that's also what comes back to bite you because you get people to back out because of a few hundred bucks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and this is actually a theme that we've 
that Casey and I have, uh, on a few different episodes talking about, you know, it's, um, a lot of people do like working with investors they find going into real estate or, or I guess like going down the line. Um, there's definitely pros to it. You know, you can work with one investor and they'll they'll keep bringing deals to you or mm-hmm. they'll have multiple deals with you. And you just have one person to, you know, connect with on that level instead of having, you know, 13 different families that you're working with. Um, but at the same time, there's cons to it that, um, you know, like everything. So I actually find that investors are more emotional when they feel like they're wronged. So, you know, yeah. again, mm-hmm. over a few hundred bucks, no, I'm not doing it. it. It actually becomes more of a hiccup than if it was the other way around, because, right. you know, normally I'd say, look, you know, I'll throw in a couple hundred bucks from the commission. We'll make it work. And then they say, no, it's the principal. Right. The principal. <laughs> yeah, because they're not emotionally not attached like. to it, but they're emotionally attached to themselves. Right. So it it's it goes all kinds of different ways. And I mean, I uh, when I did, if I was going to go to college, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Once I got older, I got away from the architect. So I think that that goes well with, uh, with real estate. Because you're, you're just as much in sales as you are in mental health. Yes. 100%. Yes, you are. Yeah. Sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to laugh at you. <laughs> I know. Such a such a twist there. <laughs> I just didn't see those words coming out of your mouth. No. It's so true, though, because we definitely... Yeah. Sorry, that lemonade got me sour. Is that uh, lemonade or lemonade? Yes. <laughs> I love the diet lemonade. I'm trying to be skinny. Look at all cheers. I had diet lemonade last night from Chick-fil-A. I don't honestly, I like it better than the regular. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. But yeah, I guess it like you have kind of some emotion no matter what's going on, but that's kind of the one of the hard parts of real estate is navigating those emotions and, um, you know, being able to know what type of personality you're working with and kind of what information you need to provide based on, on, or, you know, support you need to provide based on that personality. Um, it's just something you just, it only, it just takes time. Really. Absolutely. Experience. Experience, Yeah. And being confident and knowing, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Confidence is everything. I, I mean, I was an extremely shy child. I hated talking to adults. And, Actually, I can see that. Um, I don't. I, I honestly don't even know how I got to this point in my life. But <laughs> here we are. Funny story, Hallie. This guy didn't say two words to me the whole time I worked at Remax until I won the Christmas gift, which was the check of the year. That's back when they gave money at Christmas. Well, did I come ask you if you wanted to buy a property or something? No, you just said, good luck with that. <laughs> Spend it wisely. <laughs> That's what you said. And I said, bitter much? You're like, My attorney like told me that I could plead the fifth on a podcast. So, <laughs> Dang, harsh, harsh world out there. <laughs> okay, so what are, uh, what are you focusing on for 2024 with the team, with yourself? Um, any goals in mind? Consistency. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I have this new role as broker in charge, which is um, honestly something I never saw myself doing. Um, but I, I, I'm here now, so yep. I'm embracing it. I, I'm, I'm actually excited about it. It's a challenge. 
I think real estate is extremely exciting, but it can become inundated and you get bored. You, you know, you, you do something different every day, but you get stuck doing the same thing every day. So um, having something invigorating to do, that's a challenge. Um, you know, I want to grow the office here. Yeah. We've got 12 agents now. We'd love to get up to 20 to 30. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a great location. And so my, my task, my goal is to grow the office and create an environment and a culture that is what I've always seen and why I've been here as long as I have. So, mm-hmm. um, Absolutely. you know, my goal for 2024 is to be more consistent. Um, I'd love to travel. I think I've been out of the country 17 times this year. So I have to kind of tone that down Wow. and refocus myself on business. Um, I know yeah. it's a, uh, it's hard though. Cause we were so restricted with travel for all of COVID, yeah. you know? So I, I, I can relate. That's one of, when I said I have expensive hobbies, it's, it's traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to that for sure. So um, in the spirit of our podcast, Realtor Hacks, Tips, and Tricks, do you have any best, um, I guess, hacks, tips, or tricks for real estate agents who are are listening in that can, you know, who would like to mirror your success you've had? Hmm. Um, that's a very good question because I should have an answer for that. And I, I probably do. I, I think just be yourself. Yeah. Um, I may be different. It's, probably as a conflicting answer to other people that you've had on here, but you don't have to follow the systems and the metrics of, you know, I've hired business coaches. I've paid for CRMs. I've paid for every single technology there is, and I've never used them. And it's not that they don't work, but I think that you have to find what you're good at and lean into it. Um, you know, you can't change who you are for a job. So change the job for who you are. Mm-hmm. And see how you can, you know, pivot yourself and expand on your strengths and how does it apply? Yeah. Okay. So are you more of a, like forgetting clients and stuff? I'm sure now it's a lot of repeat business, but mm-hmm. have you been like um, a, a face-to-face like networking person in the past? Or um, I don't know, I guess like what's your cup of tea? Not necessarily like networking events per se, but um, I like to go out. I like to be social. So yeah. I have a pretty extensive network of people that I know. Yeah. Um, I'm not heavy on social media as far as posts go, but I do, you know, post things on my story for real estate. But yeah, um, I'm 100% referral. Side note, though, you do post your meet, 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 meet. Meets me outside. I, yeah. I actually, I haven't posted in a while. I, I, uh, I almost dropped out of high school to be a chef and actually got convinced my mom to get to the table to sign the paperwork before I decided it was a terrible idea. But I always wanted to be a chef. So I do have an Instagram page at Meets Me Outside and I do love to cook. So, But I don't okay. think I've been much business through that. That definitely brings people together. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, okay. So we've got uh, architect, chef, real estate agent. Probably at some point, a truck driver, fireman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great, though. Well, that just shows the power, too, of, of having a social network and how, you know, socializing really does, you know, I guess, increase your network. And we've all heard the quote, your network is your net worth. So that's a, definitely a power to 
Well, unfortunately, most of them I meet at bars, so my net worth goes down. <laughs> hey, well, it sounds like it's working. So I guess as long as you stay in control, I'm happy. Everything stupid. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Um, Sorry, I'm going to ask you something outside. Um, well, not outside. Um, what's your biggest fear being the broker in charge? Let's get biggest personal. Fear. Biggest fear. Um, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> losing control of, yeah, I think, losing relationships that you've built. Um, you know, I've, I've realized over the last few weeks that relationships that you've had for a long time now look at you differently and it may be in a positive way or it may be in a negative way. And you have to learn how to uh, combat either side and keep things in the middle. So I think my biggest fear is losing relationships, losing control of where things are going, you know, as the captain of a ship, uh, if everybody goes on one side of the boat you're gonna have to turn the other way in order to keep straight so it's uh it's a balancing act in all ways yeah. your answer just made my mind go so many different places because i mean that in our career think about it we're at a point in our life if you're if you're a self or an entrepreneur at some point you've got to look at who you surround yourself with right so, and not everybody's always going to agree but can they look at the reasons you're doing things and understand and get behind you? And I guess you're going to see who's actual well, true to you and who's not. Well, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with who's true to me. I think that everybody is in this business as an entrepreneur, right? So Correct. Mm -hmm. you're in it for yourself, whether you have charisma and open to teamwork or not. Um you're in it for yourself at the end of the day. So I can't expect more than that. Right. And whenever you're leading, you know, I told team members in the past, the biggest compliment that I can ever get is you leaving my team and starting a team. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not here to keep you on board forever. I'm here to teach you. And, you know, I, I, I guess want somebody to said expectations. Um, that's how you get hurt in life. Yeah. So, um, I will tell you when you go from a broker to a broker in charge, the things that you do do not get the appreciation that you would expect. And again, that's an expectation. So you, you have to dial back on that and still follow your heart and your gut and do what needs to be done without expecting a return. And I think eventually the return shows itself. It's just yeah. not immediate. Stay true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And your goals and have your mission. Yeah. That's a, I like that though, because I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with as team leaders or even just leaders in, in any sort of realm. Um, I, I've found that, um, and it's not even anything that anybody else is doing wrong. It's like you said, it's my own expectation, um, in my own mindset and I can change that. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the good part about it. So I appreciate you saying that because yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of where I was wanting to get because a lot of people don't talk about their fears. They just talk about the gushy stuff. And well, you, know, you can, you know, you're, you're raised to never show weakness. 
and that's mm-hmm. why you're an entrepreneur because you're strong, right? And I felt um, like out of everybody we have on here, you're the one person we could ask that question to and you would <laughs> give a solid answer. <laughs> and to me, that's why you're going to be a strong leader there. So. Yeah. I don't have any, I mean, you know, I've, I've never done anything that I have any doubts about, you know, whether you go home and you, at the end of the night, when you're tired and you can't sleep, you know, you're going to have these thoughts that go through your head, but you can't manifest on it. So. Right. You, know, you, you can't change it. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So you hope to bring on more agents. Do you have any, um, you know, plans for how you're going to do that in 2024 or, um, have you had tactics that have been good for you in the past that you plan to lean on? I am brand new to this <laughs> a month or less. Uh, and it's not, I mean, I didn't go to business school. I don't really know, but I've, you know, my plan is to reach out to the people that I know, do events, um, training events, happy hours, bring people together. I think the culture that we have is more important. When I started, um, our broker owner told me, you know, at that point, everybody's going to get their 15 or 20 grand right now. It's probably double that with the, everything that's happened over the last 12 years. Um, I think generally most brokerages take about the same amount of money. Now, you know, there's caveats to that with some companies, but the culture of who you're with and the growth that you may experience is what you should be most concerned about. Surround yourself with the right people, put yourself in the right place. Because at the end of the day, one or two deals a year makes the difference between one company and another, whether you're at the higher end or the lower end. And it's just where you feel comfortable. So to me, that's, you know, I don't necessarily feel like I need a recruiting plan. It's just meeting with people and finding people that want to be successful and have a passion for the business. Yeah. More about attracting them to you than, than reaching out. Yeah. Like even, I don't know, you can even think about that with like clients, like production clients, even too, like we, um, commission breath is something that comes up a lot in the podcast. And, uh, it's like this, probably the same thing when you're talking to an agent, you want to bring on to your team. Like you don't want to, I don't know, sound like desperate or something, you know, know, the the first thing, the first thing that I get asked is, you know, what are your fees? And I think you have to backtrack from that and reverse engineer it. Okay. What are our fees? Well, what are you making? Right. So what, what do we provide? What leadership is there and why is it worth what you're paying regardless of the price? You know, we're in line with most companies. It's not like we're more expensive or less expensive, but it's more about the tools and the leadership and the culture that makes you feel successful because nobody's going to be successful unless they feel successful. And I think it's, you know, it's the fake it till you make it. Kind of like dress the part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Make your bed every morning. <laughs> so uh, are there any certain like trainings that you lean on for your current uh, agents and what you plan to lean on in the, in the future? Is it stuff that Remax offers or, so Remax, I'm actually in the process of learning the systems through Remax. I mean, we offer KV Core. Um, we have Remax University. We've got classes online. We've got Photify. We've got a lot of different systems that give tools to agents, but you have to use them in order for it to be effective. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and Not everyone can just be 
Adam and go out well, there. And yes, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I am actually learning them because I need to be able to teach them to people. So, um, yeah, you know, I, we do have a lot of tools. We've invested a ton of money in marketing nationwide mm -hmm. and worldwide. So, but I will, I mean, the reason, the biggest thing that we have and the reason why I probably was with the company to begin with is we have a convention every year, generally in Vegas, it's called R4. Mm -hmm. And I happened to join the company like a week before this convention. It's uh, every March. And I was 18 and I was like, oh my God, I'm a kid. Like I can't, I party all the time. I can't, you know, go around these adults. <laughs> and at the time my dad lived in Vegas and the broker in charge at the time, her name was Kelly DeBross and I love her to death. Um, her and her husband, Mike, they said, come to Vegas with us, come on the convention. Yeah. I was like, cool, I'll go see my dad. And uh, it changed my life because I, everybody was cool. You know, they, it's like, they accepted me. Yep. So, um, you know, that's, that's again, culture, I think is everything. And yep. every company has culture, but you have to find your own and, and what you vibe with. So. Right. Absolutely. You know. And, uh, and you hope to. I don't know, I guess expand that culture for your own team or kind yeah. of your own yeah, for the office. Yeah. Yeah. Any plans for how you're going to do that? Well, um, I've got some artwork laying around here that I'm going to put up. <laughs> um, just trying to get, you know, ever since COVID, people have not really fully returned to the office. We've got, I don't know, six to 8,000 square feet here. Yeah. And only have a few people to come in regularly. So it feels very empty. Yeah. Um, so just getting people back in, in person, hanging out with each other. Cause we just had a Christmas party last Friday and everybody showed up and it was amazing. Yep. It was absolutely amazing. And we had sponsors, which I love you all so much. Thank you. Um, and it's that vibe that I want to bring back. Just the, the camaraderie. I always enjoyed the Christmas parties. Do what? I always enjoyed the Christmas parties. Yeah. So that was cool. And I just want to do more things for, you know, giving back to the agents and again, just creating a family environment. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, <clears throat> any other um, hacks, tips or tricks that you have for agents out there um, new or seasoned? Just don't give up. Just keep, you know, keep going. I can't, I mean, I'm, I've been doing this so long and I still tell you it's a roller coaster. You know, there's, occasional months where I'm like, shit, man, I'd like, what do I have in the pipeline? What I, you know, and it's still scary. It's that's never going to change. So don't get discouraged by not having anything that you're looking forward to because things come out of nowhere. Like just an adrenaline rush. Following yeah. your, your goals, keep following your daily routine mm -hmm. and push through and eventually you will be rewarded for it. Yeah. I love it. Any other questions from you, Casey? No. Do you have, okay, so you just, sorry, I have one more before yeah. we wrap up. Um, you just mentioned your routine. Do you have a, a routine that you follow? Like a yes, that's my favorite question. I always ask that one. Well, I, I, use, I usually shower in the morning. <laughs> Good. Um, Cold or hot? <laughs> I always make my bed, walk my dog, uh, shower brush my teeth, you know, the typical stuff. I don't eat breakfast. Um, I usually wait until lunch to eat, but I will wake up. The first thing I do is look at my phone, read emails, delete emails, delete way too many junk emails that I have 
always told myself I need to unsubscribe from, but um, return phone calls. And then I'll go through all the properties I have under contract and the ones I have listed and make bullet points for things I need to do in that day. Any warm leads, cold leads. Uh, I do it all on paper with a pen. So I don't necessarily have like a iPad or technologically savvy, but um, <laughs> that's how I start my day. And then it just kind of goes from there. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of times, you know, the days that you think you have nothing to do, you'll get a call and you got to go show a property. And yes, that's and, usually how it know, is. <laughs> that's, that's sometimes a great feeling or sometimes a bad feeling if you just need a day off. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Okay. So um, if you guys are listening in and not watching our video format, um, Adam's number, if you want to reach out or connect with him, he is 919-516-3000. Pretty easy number there. Yeah. Um, and he's also on Facebook. I just added you, Adam, um, and he's got his email online too. So if you guys want to connect with him, um, we've got his information out there. And uh, Adam, thank you so much. Thank for, you guys for, for having me. Adam, it's been fun. <laughs> Cheers. It's been great. Awesome. Yes. Um, and we will Cheers. see you guys next Monday. Um, as a reminder, please follow all of us on social media. Uh, please also subscribe to our podcast, whether that be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, whatever your your preference is. It's like iPhone and Android, I feel like. <laughs> um, no green bubbles. Yes, right. <laughs> no green bubbles. Except I'm a, I'm a Spotify girl on my podcast. I, was, I, I only use Spotify because of the wrapped, the yearly wrapped. I love God. the wrapped. I know how that just came out. Marketing <laughs> at its best. I know. I'll like send it to, to people and they're like, you're an EDM girl? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Love my house. And, and it, it surprises people all the time. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you, Adam, for coming on. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank Again, you. everyone, thank yeah. you. And we will see you next Monday. And that's the wrap to our show. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks, guys.